For more than a decade, FTI has strived to become the leader in the aftermarket, performance, transmission, and converter industry. We've joined forces with McLeod Driveline Components under the leadership of Top Fuel Funny Car Pilot Paul Lee and now have a larger distribution network, more resources, and more power. Come see us in the pits and ask how you can join the FTI family. It's not cheating. It is the competitive edge. It's time for an inside look at the most powerful motorsport on the planet. WFO Radio, NHRA Nitro. This is WFO Radio. Hey everybody, WFO Radio is back. We're getting ready for Vegas, baby. Vegas, we got Matt Hagen. He won the Lucas Oil Winter Nationals just seconds away. And typically, I give you the whole, these are the people who make it possible for me to go WFO. I do that at the start of every show because they're vital, just like Matt's sponsors. These are my sponsors. They enable me to do the show. But in this particular occurrence, I'm going to flash the logos. I'm going to tell you about them after we hear from Matt. So if you're a fan of Matt, if you're a fan of Tony Stewart, if you're a fan of Dodge and the whole team, you want to share, 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 because we got Matt Hulk Hagen on. I'll explain later as to why you might be able to tell. I don't know. Matt's out there. Uh, we want to get right to you, Matt. How are you doing? Congratulations on winning. Thanks, man. Yeah, I've uh, it's been a long, long night last night. I picked up a little stomach bug from my kids, man, you know, being home for Easter and stuff. And uh, yeah, just just say that I've uh, I got lots of fluids coming out of me, man. So uh I, uh, if it wasn't anybody else, I wouldn't do the show brother. Cause I love you so much, but, uh, it's one of those deals where, you know, you just gotta get through it and I'm hoping to get through this show without uh, having to run to the bathroom. <laughs> Although that would be great for the ratings to see Matt go tearing out of here to go run to the restroom, <laughs> but no, we don't want that from you. And we will keep you for as uh, rapidly as is possible to tell the story of winning two out of three races. Uh, that was a huge win. Lucas Oil Winter Nationals, a race that you, uh, you've you had some success at the start of the season. And here in 2023, similar situation, a hot start. Yeah, you know, Pomona's always been very kind to me. I think we won there more than anybody other than John Force, uh, which, gosh, I don't think anybody will ever touch his numbers. But, um, you know, Pomona definitely has been kind. And, uh, you know, I, I it was it was wild because, you know, the last couple of racetracks we've been to have been really tricky you know and uh that right lane for us i mean i was joking around and we came back and qualifying and i was like right lane five us zero you know because we smoked the tires and uh dicky was like all right man you know he's like you know i know you he talking junk he said i'm gonna figure it out i said okay you know so uh he uh he did man he figured it out and he got down that right lane but i'm telling you what man i i truly <laughs> i earned my money on sunday i mean just that that lane wants to pull you inside um a lot you know as you go down through the racetrack and it's really hard to navigate and uh it just it just really wants to suck everybody inside and you saw a lot of people hitting cones and and you know john hitting the wall and you know just a lot a lot of stuff going on in that right lane and it's just because it's such a handful and uh and so that was one of the the races i was like man i'm i'm, I'm here to work today because uh you you had to be on top of it and uh and keeping it you know kind of cut to the right and pulling it back and forth and letting it you know keeping the nose front so uh, on top of that, you know, you're you're uh, you're thinking about reaction times and everything else. And so uh, it, it was a tricky race day for us. But Dickie Venables figured that bump out in the right lane that has been plaguing us for the last couple races and uh, our last couple times we've been there. Um, and, you know, I, my hat's off to him. Dickie just is he's amazing. And like I said before, there's very few 
weekends that I don't, you know, the, the guy just doesn't impress me with something just because he's so knowledgeable and he's such a good tuner and um, he figures new things out and makes more power and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, a lot goes into what we do with Mike Knudsen. Uh, you know, he's, he's kind of like our tracks, you know, guy that walks the track, figures out our clutch where and, you know, how much primary and all that kind of stuff. And the uh, same goes with, with Alex Conway. I mean, he's uh, he's a floater. He He's our car chief, but he does – he does everything on the car, man. There's not anything that I don't go to Alex for that he can't do on the race car. So uh, um, between those three guys, man, and, you know, and our boys obviously have done a flawless job wrenching on the car, putting the car back together and not letting parts and pieces fall off of it. So it, it takes all that to turn four wind lights on on Sunday. And, uh, you know, I'm just I'm proud of our group of guys that we have working on this car. All right. So uh, you, you brought up the right lane. I had heard from several drivers that the right lane at Pomona uh, is one of the more difficult lanes to drive on the tour, period. Um, and you sounded like you just alluded to that being true. Uh, we know that John had a problem and people are, uh, you know, they attack John right away, but it's a tough lane. So I don't want you to necessarily weigh in on that, but you sound like you reaffirmed that it's not easy to get down there. No, it was, it's, you know, I mean, I had my handful all, all day long, every, every run, you know, cause it's, it's wanting to suck you in hard. And when I say that, it's just wanting to pull you to the center line. And I think, uh, you know, there was a couple of people that hit cones in that lane and, um, you know, so yeah, you, you really had to be on top of it. Uh, when, when you're in the right lane, we stayed in the right lane all Sunday. So, uh, you know, it was four, four wind lights of just, you got to the other end of the racetrack and you're like, I'm glad that's over. Cause it, it, you're just, you're in there, you, you're making it look straight, but man, if you have an onboard cam, you're in there just really sawing on the wheel and really, you know, trying to keep the tip of that nose, you know, in, the, in that black groove out through there and, you know, and, and see through all the clutch dust and everything else going on. But it, um, yeah, you, you, the lane is definitely tricky. I mean, it, there's a bump out there, you know, around five, 600 feet or 500 feet or so that basically, you know, wants to unload the car and the clutch wants to come to it. So it's pushing the nose around everywhere. And, and, you know, and before, you know, we were smoking the tires when we ran over the bump and just couldn't get the, get everything pulled back. And, and Dickie did, man, you know, and John, you know, that's the first time that I've ever seen, you know, you go under the YouTube channel and you see just people crucifying the guy. And, uh, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we all respect John. I respect John. I mean, he's, he's the goat. Um, he's, you know, the greatest to ever do it and won more races than anybody. And, uh, you know, and, and John's one of those guys where it weighs on John, man. Like John is, wants everyone to like him. He wants everyone to, you know, uh, pat him on the back and, you know, so, I'd say John's being harder on himself than and than anybody is that could say anything on the internet or do anything to you know be a keyboard warrior or whatever. I mean, we we all make mistakes out there. We all have issues and we all have days that we go like, man, I wish I could have that one back. I would do it differently. So, um, you know, I think that if anybody's got anything to say about John, they you know he's already you know felt that and you know been probably hard on himself because that's just the way John is. You know, I mean, he I'm sure he's still sick over it. You know, but um, but at the end of the day, you know, I mean, we all line him up and. You know, we put our mouthpiece in and, and we do, go do our job, you know, and I know John will crawl back in there and do what he's got to do, you know. Hey, well, exactly. And and we'll see this weekend. We're going to Vegas, Vegas four wide, and uh, we'll figure it all out. Just looking at your round by round, no easy runs, right? Blake Alexander actually outqualified uh, you guys. He was seven. You were 10. You got there with a 92. You won the round. You had to run Alexis. She's been so tough. Alexis DeJoria with a hot start to the season uh, was actually part of the final round. The last time we went four wide in Vegas, that was kind of cool, but you got through her setting up this crazy Cinderella story battle against Terry Haddock. Uh, talk a little bit about Terry because here's a guy who 
has been just like banging his head against the wall in this sport for a long time. So much so that everybody is impressed by his tenacity. Like he's, this guy's not quitting. He's, he's exactly yeah, what we want in drag racing. He's tenacious, but everyone, I talked to several people. They all said he's doing it the right way now. And we want to help him. What's your, uh, your opinion as you got ready for that, that matchup? You know, I've known Terry since the start of my career back in IHRA. And actually he beat me for the IHRA championship uh, in 08. And uh, we run it up to Terry and we actually won more races than anybody in the class, but I was, I was set on fire and on fire <laughs> and I got, I lost the championship on all down penalties. But, uh, but, you know, I mean, Terry, like I said, uh, I've known him since, since day one, you know, and as far as my career goes and uh, I was just really, really excited for him, you know, when we raced him uh, in the semifinals there and, and for him to have an opportunity to go to a final and win a trophy was, uh, was huge. I mean, those, his kid is really cool too, man. His, his boy comes over and always shakes my hand on Sunday and always, you know, tells us good job and, you know, that kind of thing. And we've been over there trying to help him, you know, weld on some of his bodies and different things like that when, whenever he, he's blown some stuff up and different things. So it's a, it's definitely a family community out here with, with these racers and doing whatever we can to do, you know, to, to keep things going. And uh, I was just really proud of Terry, man. I mean, he did a great job. He did a great job driving. The track was tricky, um, you know, and, and he's doing it right, like you said. But, you know, it, it speaks a lot to where how these rules are so tight right now you, there's no innovation really in our sport. You know, they're actually trying to slow our cars down and, and you can't do anything to manifold. You can't do anything to cylinder heads. Da, 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 da. And, you know, and they're just, you know, but that's why all these cars are running so closely together because everybody's buying the same parts and pieces from three different vendors and there's no innovation, right? Like, so you kind of get what, what everybody else has and, you know, you give it long enough, you're going to figure out how to run pretty close to whoever's got the same parts and pieces you got, you know? So, um, you know, and, and I've been me and Dickie and Tony Stewart, we've, we've definitely talked about like, you know, what we can do and, and how we can innovate, you know, within the rules. And um, it's just, it's tough. I mean, there's just, there's not a lot of way around it. So I think that's why you see like a lot of guys like Del Creasy and, you know, uh, Terry Haddock and, you know, um, a lot of these different, you know, kind of um, small time, you know, racers that, that don't run the full tour, like Bob Bodie and stuff like that uh, do so well, you know, because these rules are so tight and, and everybody's kind of got the same parts and pieces. And it's just a matter of, of how many you got and how many can you afford to, to throw away, you know, because these funny cars eats parts like crazy. I mean, I, I don't really know what the average is, but everybody kind of tells me that it's $7,000 a lap every time we go down the racetrack if it doesn't hurt anything. So um, that's that's pretty incredible to, to be able to, ha you know, have to have a budget to do that. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, but we love it. And everyone is loving it, too. Uh, sell out at the Gator Nationals, sell out at the Arizona Nationals, the Lucas Oil Winter Nationals. People were worried. I felt like it was a great crowd considering uh, and certainly up year over year. Uh, they get to see you and Ron Caps in the final round at the inaugural, you know, In-N-Out Burger Pomona drag strip. And there was an energy around it. Um, talk about the final, of course, and talk about winning at that that let's call it a new track, new branded track. Yeah. I mean, you know, Ron's a tough customer, man. I mean, he always is. And I mean, he's won two championships in a row and no one's done that since force, you know, and uh, I know we were trying hard to do that the first year Ron won it. Uh, and we won the year before that. And, and, you know, it, it always seems to kind of come down to this, you know, Jimmy Proc, Robert Height, uh, Guido, Ron, Ron Caps, and Dickie Venables and, and Matt Hagen kind of, you know, deal. But I think you're going to see more people in the mix of it this year. I mean, you look at Alexis DeJoria and, all that kind of stuff. And there's just some cars that are really running good and strong. And, um, you know, I, I think you have to look, look out for everybody right now, you know, and it's still early in the season and everybody's still rubbing on their combinations and uh, still figuring stuff out. But 
Um, you know, it hasn't helped that we've had two really tricky racetracks that we've been at. And now we're going to two four ride races, which is kind of like throw your name in the hat and see what happens because it's definitely different than everything we've done. But but Ron's a tough customer, man. I mean, he's a good lever. He's a good driver. I don't know. I watched the the video of it um, and they had him staged super inside, man. Like it was almost on the starting line, like the wall, you know, what I mean, as far as the inside wall or the tree right there. And, you know, and he drove it to the inside, which I don't know if one tire was in in so much and the other one was pulling and it just kind of pushed him that way. But um, him clicking it off early was kind of uncharacteristic of Ron, you know, but, but he's doing what he does to not cross the center line and cost himself points and everything else. I mean, you, you hate to, um, you know, do that as well. So, you know, he's being a smart driver and clicking it off early and the way he should, but, but yeah, I just, I watched the overhead cam on the deal and it was just like, they had him super inside. And, and sometimes you have to do that because some of these pro stock cars and stuff, they'll rip up the rubber and you have to leave the start line in different places. And that's why it's so important when we back up that the crew chief gets us exactly where we need, want to be. And sometimes I get frustrated because I'm like, I'm going left and I'm going right. And then we go back to the right and back to the left. And it's like, I was just there, you know, but, but at the end of the day, they, they have a spot that they want to put you and you have to be on that spot to be able to leave the starting line for to have the best rubber underneath the tires when you, when you launch. And, um, and it just seemed like he was super, super inside there. And, uh, almost, uh, you know, kind of like uncharacteristically, I've, I've never really seen anybody that in that, in that close, but, um, but they, the, you know, Guido is super smart, man. I mean, anybody that's won two championships back to back, um, they're going to be a tough customer and, and I'm sure they're going to be all year long, but that's why I was up for Ron. You know I mean? We had pretty much the same 60 foots and he had a 60 light and I had a 30 light and, um, and it's just one of those things where you have to be up because you know the cards are going to run pretty close to the same amount of ET. And a lot of times when you get to the final, a lot of us decided on the driver and, and you just have to be on top of it. And, and, and so, you know, I really pride myself on, you know, semifinals and finals, you know, a lot of my guys, they really depend on me to rise to the occasion and give us a couple on the tree. And, and uh, I felt like I did that, you know, even though he, he, um, you know, clicked it off, drove it inside. And, uh, you know, but if he'd have been there, I, I guarantee you it would have been pretty close to the same ETs, you know, and it's just a matter of a lot of times, um, you know, just starting line. Four wide Vegas. I, I referenced the final round last time we were there. You, Robert, Alexis, Ron. Ron got his first win as a team owner. I'm hearing pre-sale tickets are looking good. Hopefully uh, we have another big show to announce. But uh, the four wide mini season, right? Back to back. I think that's how it should have always been. Let's have them back to back. Let's see who yeah. wins these deals. I think if you sweep them both, you should get some sort of bonus. You'll definitely so, get a lot of love. Yeah, or some type of like belt or something like, you know, I conquered the four wide or something. Yeah, something. But that's crazy, man. I mean, I've done everything in the four wide from, you know, I've won the four wide. I've not staged the car. I've, I've red lit there. I mean, you, you name it. Like, it just, you know, you don't know which lane you're in sometimes. And, and my crew chief has done a really good job now of like, he'll put his foot in the light and he'll be like, look, you know, and then tap it again. Look, and, <laughs> you know, so and then he'll come up and be like, lane three man lane three you know i'm like all right all right i got you you know but but you almost have to dummy it down like that because there are there is so much going on and you know it, it caught me one time where you know cruz was deep staging and he turned the top bulb off and i looked back and i was staging my car at the time and and uh you know i thought i looked back over at wilkerson's bulb and it was staged so i i, I was like i pulled the brake stop you know what i mean but it was the wrong bulb and i hadn't staged the car yet you know so um <laughs> we never staged, you know what I mean? So um, it was just, you know, and then you hear your guys hollering on the radio and over the motors, you can't hear anything other than them screaming. You're going, what's going on? And everybody leaves and, you know, and they're like, you didn't stage the car, you know? So, so, uh, <laughs> you know, I've had a little bit of everything happen, you know, and uh, it, it's just, it's a crazy chaotic event. And uh, I'm glad they are back to back and I'm glad we get to get them out of the way. It's not, 
not my favorite of things to do. Um, what we do about drag racing is a lot about repetition, you know, taking care of the clutch the same and, you know, doing the burnout the same and backing up and, you know, just a lot of stuff we do. Um, you throw three other cars in the mix and then you're worried about, you know, if someone's lollygagging out there, we're going to run out of fuel. Is it going to blow up on top end? You know, the, the, just a lot of things kind of go through your mind when you're up there messing with three other cars instead of one other car. I, I can't imagine. All right. We don't want to keep you too long uh, because I know you're, you're a little under the weather. We want you to get all hydrated. There's a million questions we could ask you, but I have yeah. a feeling you're going to be on the show again, right? Like that's the way it usually works with, uh, with Matt Hagen, but I would like you to address the start of the season. Everybody knows I'm a cheerleader for the sport. I'm going to always try to find the glasses have full side of it, but this year it's been pretty easy. It's been, <laughs> it's been pretty easy. We've had a lot of good news. I want your opinion uh, on where we're at. And what, you know, what lies ahead for this, uh, for this sport and what, you know, what do we need now, Matt? Like, what should we be working on? Because the crowds are there. The show is there. The competition is there. Everything's there. It's great so far. Uh, you know, what do we need? You know, I, I really am impressed with the, you know, the first two races, you know, with the sellout crowds and uh, with Gainesville and Phoenix. And, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where, you know, I, like Tony said, you know, my boss, Tony Stewart, he's like, you know, go out here and buy a ticket. You know I mean? It's great to watch it on TV, but first of all, you're not going to be disappointed when you, you show up because it's a, it's an incredible experience, you know, that to this day in 15 years, I've never had someone come back and go like, well, I didn't have fun here. And they're like, Oh my God, I had no idea this was like this. And the shockwave and the feeling and just the fan experience and get to talk to the drivers and the crew guys and watch them put the car together. So go buy the ticket. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing for our sport is putting butts in the seats and, you know, if we do that, then when we bring sponsors out to these races and they're slammed, they're impressed and they want to be there and they want to market with NHRA and they want to be a part of this. And and so it really does depend on our fans to keep showing up and showing out, you know, for, for to impress these sponsors to keep drag racing alive. We can't, like I said, it's $7,000 every run to do this, you know, and you can't do it without sponsors. You could win every race in the championship and it doesn't pay for what it costs to to run the car i mean we'd all love to do that and we'd be pretty close to breaking even but at the end of the day it just doesn't do it so without sponsors we cannot continue to drag race and without folks in the stands we cannot continue to have sponsors because they want engagement they want to see people show up you know the tv stuff is great but truly when you go buy a ticket you're doing a justice to the nhra as far as helping them the future of the sport to continue to grow so um you know as much great things that we have going on I just want to still reiterate, you know, going out and, and taking the weekend and buying a ticket, you know, and bringing your family out and, and you're not going to have a bad experience. So I just, I really appreciate the folks that do come out to the races and don't, don't just watch them on TV. And, and that's why I try really, really hard as a driver to take my time to the folks like, so media, when I win and media wants to rush me up to the media center and they want to get everybody, you know, the quotes and get them out. And I'm like, no, nah, the media can come down to me if they want to talk to me. I'm, I'm going to stand there until the last fans left and we're going to pass my trophy around and, and we're going to take pictures. And, you know, most people have never even held a Wally and you wouldn't believe how many folks are just so grateful to take a picture, like holding the Wally and, you know, like they stay after to support you. So, you know, I, my media gal, she got kind of gets a little upset with me or like kind of not, not upset, but just frustrated because they're like, we got to go, we got to get the quotes. I'm like, they can come here, man. Like these people waited after we're going to, you know, make the best experience in the world for them. And, you know, and then you get all the folks the next, next day that are, you know, basically posting on their pages about, you know, getting to touch the Wally and take a picture and getting to hold it and all that kind of stuff. So for me, that's huge. You know what I mean? So, you know, the people that come out, they get to, you know, I want to make sure we treat them special, you know? 
No, listen, we all know that those media center folks are a bunch of jerks. Okay. <laughs> They're a bunch of jerks. The guys no, running that no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're no. right. You are right. And you and we have to serve multiple masters, unfortunately. But I I believe in the fans coming first as well because they are that changes a life. Like, look at me. I'm I'm involved in this sport because of moments like that. And uh, maybe that's a negative, but if you want to engage with your fans, by all means, that makes sense to me. Well, we try to get you in and out of there rapidly, though. That's uh, as oh, fast as, sure. as quick, yeah. Quick I mean, it. most of the time, honestly, when I'm I, by the time I get up there, you know, the other two drivers have kind of gotten their media stuff done, and it's time for me to go. But but I really really try to you know make the best experience for those folks that stay over and really want to you know take pictures and sign autographs and all that kind of stuff. And it, it means a lot to me because. They support what we do, and they really care about it. Or they've been trying to get out of there early, you know. One person at a time. It really is. This is that kind of sport. And one day we're going to get exit velocity, and we're going to break through, and we're going to have so many people there. We're going to be wishing for the days when it was one person at a time. But until we get there, one fan at a time. You got to take time for everybody. Matt, we're going to give you time to go get uh, you know hydrated and healthy and rest or whatever you want. Thank you for spending time with us, though. Congratulations on your win, and we'll see you in a couple days. We'll be going four wide in Vegas. All right, buddy. Thanks so much for having me on the show, Joe. And thank you all your fans that listen and support what we do. And uh, yeah, I, I, sorry I'm a little under weather and we had to make it a little shorter show. But uh, um, but I, I just appreciate coming on and, and having the opportunity to talk. And hopefully we'll win a few more along the way and get this thing going so we talk again soon. Absolutely. Now, I, I know it's going to happen. Uh, congratulations. We'll see you in a few days. Feel better. Thanks. See you later. There he goes. Matt Hagan with us here on WFO Radio. And I agree with his outlook completely. I love, I love that guy. And he is so good for the sport. And I really, uh, I hope that, you know, hearing him talk about John, hearing him talk about his outlook, he's got great respect for the sport. And that Terry Haddock stat going way back in the day when Terry won his uh, IHRA championship, he beat out Hagen for the championship. And uh, I brought that up to Hagen, was kind of going around in the uh, NHRA on Fox group chat. And, uh, you know, his eyes lit up because I don't know. I think the guy just loves being a drag racer more than he loves being a, you know, a celebrity, certainly in the drag racing world. And if he could take time with every fan, he's going to do it. And so I love it. All right. But that does get us to the point where we are. This was a rapid show, right? I'm noticing a little stuff. I, this is inside baseball, but uh, the algorithm is just beating us up big time today. That's okay. These Wednesday shows, midday, 12 noon, before everybody's on their lunch break, that kind of stuff. But the algorithm is beating us up. So if you're a fan of Matt Hagen, if you're a fan of Tony Stewart, if you're a fan of drag racing in general, we always ask you to share the show, whether it be one of these live streams that we're doing, whether it be the podcast version of the show on our mobile application, however you can, we ask you to share the show. And uh, what I would love to do is uh, do a little Q&A here in a few minutes. If you got anything you want to talk about, any subject matter you want to throw out there, any general NHRA-related conversation or discussion you want to put into the chat section, and I may answer the question, uh, let's do that. Let's get a couple of those up and running. And uh, in the meantime, I will tell you about the people who make it possible for me to go WFO. Like, for instance, the Patreons, okay? Like, these are our VIP members, and we gain four since yesterday when I announced the new Hear It From Heiner Pro Stock Show. So here's the deal. 
Michael Heiner is the crew chief of the Get Biofuel Camaro driven by Derek Kramer. And uh, he's a friend of WFO from way back. And he said to me, he's like, hey, man, what's up with the Patreons? I was like, well, it's like, uh, you know, VIP listener club subscription behind the scenes thing is you're always pushing that. Like, can, is there anything I can do to help make that more enticing to people? And I was like, yeah, well, what do you want to do? And he's like, let's do a show about, about pro stock. And so we've been doing them. We've done five episodes. They're a video show just like this, but only the Patreons can see them. It's behind the paywall. I made a joke. It's like only fans, except I'm totally just like this. You get it. And uh, it's going great. It's going great. People who like pro stock are getting unprecedented insight into chassis and vehicle dynamics, all the different tuning aspects of it, all of these different things. And uh, it's going great. So if you want to check out the Hear It From Heiner shows, you can join our Patreon page, which uh, hopefully you will. And if you sign up for one year, which isn't that expensive. Uh, I will send you a t-shirt in addition to sweeten the deal. Go to patreon.com slash WFO radio and uh, join us or not. That's the great thing about it. Like all the bonus content and being part of the ignition show. It's just by choice because we're going to continue making great shows like this. Thanks to our sponsors like Bernie's. American Classic Horsepower. This is Josh Hart's building up there in Ocala, which just blew everybody's mind, guys. And all I want you to do is go to Bernie's website, bernies.com, B-U-R-N-Y-Z-Z.com, or their social media and follow it. And you can see all the different stuff they're doing, whether it be great and amazing frame-off restorations or building cars from scratch or doing props for movies. Like they've got a great business there, but that's not even the best part about it. The best part about it is the community that is around it. And it's something that we could have never known or understood if Josh hadn't had that open house before the Gator Nationals. And I think everybody was surprised. They were, you know, okay, who's going to drive to Ocala from Gainesville? It's 50 minutes. Think about a, a fan fest that's 50 minutes away from the track. And it was packed. It was packed. It was one of our most successful fan fests we've ever had all the cars. And it's just, it's a great member of the community, but not just the Ocala community, the car culture community. So if you're buying, if you're selling, if you want to do something on consignment, reach out to the guys at Bernie's, make the introduction and uh, get them on your radar for all your social media and your car culture stuff, because Josh Hart doing a great thing. And this guy is <laughs> the real deal to say the least. Phillips connect. This is for the transportation industry folks out there. If you've got a trucking company, you've got you know multiple trucks and trailers, tractor trailers out there on the road, and you want to keep track of them, Phillips-Connect. These guys were so happy out there at the Winter Nationals. Of course, they won back-to-back -back races, but it's not really about that. It's about engagement. It's about engagement. Like you hear all these marketing buzz terms like engagement. In the end, you don't remember all the logos that are on the walls. You just don't, you don't. And you see like a logo in the background. It's about giving someone an experience that they will remember forever. And when the folks at Phillips Connect bring their customers and clients and people into Justin Ashley's pit and they're there and they're watching, they're part of a race team. They're watching them rebuild the car. They're watching them warm up the car. They're watching them go out and battle and win. It just changes them. It, it genuinely changes them as a, as a person. 
and they are engaged. They're connected to it. And those things, uh, those are the kind of relationships that last longer. And so great job by Phillips Connect getting involved. And I really do think that that's a moment that we're going to look back on. Now, whether it be sensors, air tank sensors, wheel end sensors, uh, lamp detection, weight detection, they've got it all. And if you want a personalized introduction, I can do that for you. Joe at WFORadio.com. Reach out to me if you're in the transportation industry. FTI performance transmissions and torque converters. Look, the Spring Fling Million was just out at Vegas. And uh, really amazing what Vegas has done with the spring fling 670 cars coming in after Arizona and Pomona and the spring fling. And now we got the NHRA uh, four wide Vegas nationals. And then next week will be the points race. Like it's just, it was perfectly positioned, but the point is that you just watch, all you got to do is watch how many FTI decals are going many, many rounds, whether it be dot 90 big money brackets, top sportsman, top dragster. They clearly have got great technology over there. And for a Florida-based company to have spread nationwide so rapidly, just over 10 years, it tells you something about what they're doing. So when you need a transmission, reach out to FTIPerformance.com. Transmissions, torque converters, and uh, you know Troy Williams and, and Paul Lee and those guys, they work with FTI on a regular basis. They always tell me like, hey man, you know it's not just six-second dragsters or five-second pro mods. People who need a shift kit for a turbo 350, we got that stuff as well at FTI so that you can expand the scope of customers and clientele. So, you know, when you need, think about these guys. Folks at Foggett, Steve Williams, Gary Stinnett have made a new product that is changing the game. Oh boy, what a cliche that is, right? Changing the game for racers. And it is designed out of necessity. You've raced all day, you put it away, you put it in this sweat box, as in your trailer, and there's really no other way to do it. And condensation immediately starts happening on the inside of your engine and cylinder walls, etc. That's causing microscopic corrosion, which is very bad for those very expensive, high-technology uh, cylinder hone and ring seal combination that you've worked so hard and been to those total seal trackside tech talks hundreds of times to figure it out. And now you're going to let condensation and rust uh, affect it at a microscopic level. You don't have to do that. You fog it down. It is something that you do. Like think of like a no brushing your teeth. You get up every morning, hopefully, and brush your teeth every morning. And before you go to bed, and maybe a couple other times during the day as well, it's just what you need to do to maintain personal hygiene. Well, high-performance hygiene is what Foggett brings you. You protect your engine when you're done with it at the end of the night. Pull the coil wire, turn the roll over the starter, spray it down the carburetor or into the spark plug holes, and you protect the inside of your cylinders. Next morning, fire it up. Everything is exactly the same. So not only does it protect the inside of your engine, but it helps you with performance as well. Go to foggit.com to find out more. They've got a YouTube channel. Check them out. Total Seal, directly related. It is directly related. You get a supercharger. You get great cylinder heads. You've gone all out of your way to do porting and everything you can possibly do. You pick the perfect camshaft. But if you're not sealed up, you're nothing. You're nothing. And I've learned that on the Hidden Horsepower podcast. We've got new episodes. Antron Brown is the most recent guest on the Hidden Horsepower podcast talking about Save Our Race Cars and all the different stuff with the RPM Act he was doing as we are broadcasting, rebroadcasting a lot of stuff 
actually broadcasting for the very first time, the stuff we did at the PRI trade show. So it's kind of a wild atmosphere. You hear trade show in the background, but a lot of great information by Antron Brown on hidden horsepower and a lot of great talk about ring seal. Do you think like total seal and ring seal and all the technology they're bringing to the table for stock and super stock and pro stock and IndyCar and formula one and sports cars and uh, 24 hour of Lama and all of that stuff. Like, is that applicable to top fuel? Go check out the podcast. That'd be very interesting to see. Totalseal.com. Uh, a little later on in the show, we'll double back on samtech.edu. I've been very passionate about those guys. Frank Hawley's Drag Racing School and Marvin Rodak, who's got me fired up again today. 817-924-6821. Call Marvin Rodak and uh, get on board. But let's see what people have to say. Let's see what uh, people have to say out there. This is kind of, you know, Hagen was under the weather a little bit. The Yeti. This is the guy. You can see him in his photo. He's the Yeti out there at Brainerd. When we go to Brainerd, I'm excited about Brainerd already, but it's down the road a little bit. Brainerd means winter is coming, and I don't want to skip. Uh, he tells Hagen, don't skip arm day. Nicole Clark. Also, can we talk about how creative Matt's social posts are? That would have been great. You know, I don't know which ones you're talking about. I'm not going to, like, hit the guy when he's not feeling well, but uh, you're talking about the ones where he's, like, all buff and, like, you know, oiled up. Is that what you're talking about, Nikki? Like, you know, don't be vague. What's your favorite Hagen post? No, he's, he's raised his social media game dramatically, but uh, he's had some big help behind the scenes as well. Uh, let's see. Have you heard of ear infections? Uh, yeah, I know that they exist, but it's, it's been a long time. Hey, Joe, when, you sub as you did in Pomona. Do you typically know ahead of time during the week or is it dropped on you when you get there? I knew a couple of days in advance, a couple of days that that was likely going to be the case, but I'm never certain about anything until I'm there. And so um, I would never publicize that kind of thing because then it doesn't work out. You know, I got real excited about being part of the NHR on Fox broadcast team. Uh, Amanda was off uh, taking care of some sports car stuff. She did a great job, by the way, on the dirt race, the truck uh, truck series from Bristol dirt race. She did a great job, did the winner's interview out there on the track, did an awesome job. But uh, when I get that call to the bullpen and I get to be on NHRA on Fox, it's a totally different experience. But I had a great time. But uh, it's not dropped on me like as I'm getting there. But. It's something I don't, I definitely don't have like weeks in advance. Like, I don't know when the next one is going to be. Um, Rich says the ignition show is great. Just a statement of fact. Way to go, Richard. I appreciate it. The ignition show. I don't really publicize it a lot on this. Do I want everybody listening? I feel like it's the, the secret of WFO radio. It is a throwback to my sports talk radio shows. In Miami, it's a throwback to my XM show. It's a collection of listeners over the years. It's audio only. It's VIP co-hosts from Patreon. A bunch of them are racers taking the show in all kinds of different directions. Like we talked about the AI uh, letter that Elon Musk and everybody uh, signed that says AI, everybody needs to stop doing AI. And what, you know, what did everybody think about that? It's not chassis setups. It's not... You know, what kind of person is Matt Hagen? It's not, you know, what's going on with the center line. 
like a lot of people really, especially wanting this show, they want hardcore drag racing information, right? And that's not what the Ignition show is. The Ignition show is the audio only version. There's no video component put out uh, of their sports talk. There's a lot of Miami sports. There's a lot of, uh, we have a whole show within a show that's a sports show, frankly. We have the WNBA Minute. We talk big money bracket racing. Like it's a total hodgepodge of content. It is not specific in any way other than people like it. And you get a lot of, you got a lot of touchstones. And so if you'd like to listen to a fun, entertaining, all over the place kind of audio podcast, check out Ignition. There you go. Thank you, Richard. Giving me the platform to promote my thing. And the show too. Joe, what are your picks to win the race? Yeah, I'm staying out of the picks business this year, Blake. I, I thought about it, making picks. Although I did talk to my buddy who makes the odds. And I feel like there may be some Vegas odds available. And I'm also hearing some positive things. And I don't want to get ahead of it. But I did have a great time with the, with the friends at Winlight Bets down there at the World Series of ProMod. And I did check out some of the stuff they were doing from the spring fling and making picks online or against Vegas odds, but just picking here on the show. I, I don't know. I look at the, you know, I can tell you, I think J.R. Todd's going to have a big weekend. They need to have a big weekend. This guy won this race back to back the first two of them. They just had this big emotional like trial by fire for the team. They were fast at the start of the season. The guys at Precision Built Race Cars stayed up like 40 hours and they're welding in tandem and we get to know that story. So if you believe in the racing gods and the cosmos and the right story at the right time, J.R. Todd's going to win the race. Like, what's the best story? I go into every weekend thinking, like, what's the best story of this weekend? What would the best story be? And J.R. Todd and the DHL Toyota winning after all they put in that's the best story and of course you know like uh, anything that you say can be spun in a negative way like oh now you're putting a bunch of pressure on them and and you know that all depends on how you want to take it and i don't know how people want to take it but for those guys to go out there and get a win this weekend which would be really hard it's not easy obviously they had all kinds of struggles and all the travel, like just getting there, just being there is going to be a win for those guys. But if somehow they could pull it out, that would be a massive story. I think it would be a massive story. So we'll see. We'll see. Let's see. Next up. Uh, you know, Jimmy wants to know if I've seen NASCAR races. Yeah, I worked at NASCAR radio for several years. I had a great time over there. Obviously, I'm still very close with the folks at Homestead Miami Speedway. And uh, we cover as much as we can. We talk about that on a regular basis on the Ignition Show. The Ignition Show is a continuation of some of my work that I did at NASCAR Radio. From my long and distant past. Uh-oh, here we go. Joe, it is my understanding that the alcohol car counts for Vegas are really good, as they have been uh, all year so far. How cool. Well, certainly with the dragsters. Uh, as far as the funny cars go, you know, I was looking, trying to pull up the uh, competitors listings for the event under event information for the four wide nationals. And let's, let's go to it now. It wasn't up just yesterday. I guess it's up now. Um, they used to have, Oh, look at that. 
So we still got a short field in top alcohol funny car, but a pretty good field. And in top alcohol dragster, you got like 21 cars. And I just want to shout out to Matt Sackman. I was thinking about Matt Sackman the other day. Like this guy is a great racer. He's been a multi-time world champion on Antron's team. He is a great kid. He's got a great family. They're wonderful people. And he's going to be running this weekend. And so I'm just saying, watch out for Matt Sackman. Okay. And this guy, like I would, I would say, you know, personality wise, Matt is just as good and humble as you can be. But I think there's going to be some star power there. Could we see him in the big show someday? I think we could. So keep an eye on Matt Sackman. Now, everybody else that I didn't mention, right? They're going to be very upset at me. Like Tony Stewart. I could have mentioned Tony. Obviously going back. Dwayne Shields, final race as a driver. Taylor Vetter, Jasmine Salinas, Joey Severance. Oh my gosh, what an incredible, incredible field. Watch out for Matt Sackman. All right, Matt, don't let me down, bud. Don't let me down. Let's see what else. Scott, here from Heiner is every reason to become a Patreon. No other podcast brings you inside the sport than WFO. Thank you, Scott. Okay, so first of all, you know, like the, the competition among drag racing themed shows and podcasts. Oh, man. I, I think that everyone out there helps every other one because we don't have enough of our fans who even know till right now that they can listen to any one of them at any time. Drag racing fans maybe are slow to adopt the technology. As you know, like many of them still have the flip phone. That's a thing. I hear flip phones are coming back, by the way. Can you believe it? Um, I would like to think that all of us, and maybe I'm wrong, but at least my attitude is uh, we should all be working together to promote the idea of getting your drag racing content online and through your mobile devices. And then if you listen to WFO as a Patreon, if you listen to Wes, if you listen to J Squared with their new Life's a Drag podcast, Brian Loans, uh, you know, Stevie and Lyle and Courtney, they've got a huge audience over there. They're killing it. They're killing it. That's all great. Because if you find them, maybe you'll find me. And maybe you'll be like, hey, this guy's pretty okay. He says something funny every once in a while. He seems a little self-deprecating. Uh, that's kind of fun. Maybe a nugget of information that you're not supposed to get. But in the end, of the 20,000 plus people that'll be in the grandstands this weekend, how many of them even know that they can supplement their fandom through these shows and podcasts? And the answer is, I don't think, I don't think that many. I think 25%. Because they would, they would love it. And I'm looking at the algorithm and it's getting me very annoyed. But yes, join Patreon. Hear it from Heiner. It's totally worth it. It's like the best thing we got going today. Woo! Joe, what are your picks for the weekend? No, I already said that. This guy loves being a Patreon. Jeff's a Patreon. When can we look forward to you appearing as a guest with uh, Lyle Corney on the Shake and Bake Show? Well, see, that's very rude. Rude. Jeff, I know you're a Patreon, but come on. Like, what? what, what how would I know? You know, you don't go inviting yourself onto other people's shows, Jeff, right? When can uh, I uh, expect to be invited to dinner at your house? You know? The, what I would say is, uh, you know, when they've deemed me entertaining enough to be on there. 
Maybe you should give me a sponsor for the truck series in NASCAR. Yeah. If you can't win, don't play. Win lights. You should go to Sonoma Raceway for the NASCAR race. I bet that would be fun. Uh, you know, it is. I do spend a lot. Everyone's telling me, go here, go there, go to Bonneville, go everywhere. I want to go everywhere, everything, all at once. But having a weekend at home every once in a while is really nice. Although I did think it was cool what Reinhardt got to do. We heard all about it yesterday on the show. Good afternoon. It'd be great to see a junior win. She mentioned already. Oh, well, that, that you know, whatever. I am, uh, again, I love all the shows. I want to appear on as many as is possible. You might notice that I like doing this and I like interjecting my opinions out there into the world occasionally. Don't always do it on this show, though, because this show is about the drivers. And look at that. We got through all of our comments. And uh, on that note, let me tell you about folks at Samtech. Here's the deal, guys. Who's going to build the engines? Yeah, drag racing is growing. We got all these people. They're building race cars. All these junior dragster kids. Everybody's getting involved uh, more and more. Who's going to build the engines? Who's going to build them? We need a new wave of engine builders and machinists. And that's what Samtech is up to. Samtech.edu. Check them out. Frank Hawley's Drag Racing School, the Dragster Adventure at frankhawley.com. Driving dragsters for fun. Getting your license. All you have to do is go to their website, check out their social media. They do a great job of uh, showing the people who come through the course and how well they go out there and do in the world. It is a no-brainer. In fact, I had a good friend was asking me, you know, I almost gave up a big secret. Is Frank Hawley's course worth it? And I said, absolutely it is. Absolutely it is. Not just for driving the car, but for the time with Frank, the, uh, the mental processes and the thought processes and all of those things. Your buddy might be able to teach you how to drive a super gas car, but it'd be better to go to Frank, my opinion. And then RodaxCoffeeAndGrills.com. Not a lot of controversy in this one. 817-924-6821. RodaxCoffeeAndGrills.com. Two more comments and then we're out. Right? Oh, there it is. Just uh, Blake out there. What's up, Blake? Good to see you, bud. There you go. All right, guys. Vegas, baby. Vegas. I'm excited. I'm excited about going to Bagel Mania. So I was a Peppermill guy for many, many years, and I still love the Peppermill Fireside Lounge. You know, I've been going to Vegas since the 90s, and I love it. And I had some great friends that worked out there. Dave DeMont Mollen was on the TV show American Casino, one of the first reality shows. He wrote a book, Guy's Guide to Las Vegas. I took it very seriously. Those of you who remember me from XM way back in the day, like Vegas was everything, right? Going, you know, once, twice a year. But now that we go for work, which I didn't think was going to be a good thing, but it turns out it's a great thing. It's a, it's great because you're at the track all day, something that I love maybe more than anything. And then when I leave the track, I'm in Vegas. It's one of the best races, honestly, both of them, which is why there's going to be a great crowd. But where do you eat? What do you do? What do you do with this time? And uh, it's great. So I always like these off-the-strip kind of dive old-school Vegas venues. And the Peppermill Fireside Lounge is one of them that I always like. Great Bloody Marys in the morning. They're open at like 5 a.m. I can go and get a coffee and read the paper before 
going to the track since I'm on East Coast time. But then I found Seagull's Bagel Mania. Oh, my gosh. Incredible breakfast. The everything bagel is outrageous. And so, like, the fun, the fun of going to these places is like finding a diamond in the rough. Something goes, Bagel Mania is not a diamond in the rough, by the way. It probably costs like $2 million to build. Seagull, it's Bugsy. But bringing the friends in, what do you think of this? And they love it. So am I more excited about the racing? Vegas in general, walking the Formula One track? Or getting a bagel? Bagel Mania. Tough. See you in Vegas, guys. Thanks to Matt, WFO.